This episode is sponsored by my March Practice Circle with myself and good friend, psychic medium, Roy Tomko. The Practice Circle in March will be a psychic circle on Monday evening and a mediumship circle on Thursday evening, 7 to 8.30 p.m. The dates on Monday evening will be March 7th, 14th, 21st, and 28th. The dates for Thursday mediumship circle will be March 10th, 17th, 24th, and 31st. You can do both or one or the other. All the information will be below. To do both, it's $140 and each is $80. We would love to have you there to practice your skills and to be in a like-minded community. Hello, and welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. My name is Tina Conroy. I am so grateful you are here. As a professional intuitive medium, Reiki master, and yoga teacher, my intention is to explore intuition so you can gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. I honor your spiritual growth. Thank you for listening. Today on the podcast, I'm going to answer listener questions. Some of these questions I received on an Instagram live and others I received by a text message. So I'm going to just start and just for purposes of keeping everybody comfortable, I am going to not use anyone's name. So the first question, why at times am I more connected to my intuition and spirit and others I feel I am not? This is a great question. So there are always going to be times that you feel more connected than others. And what I find is the times that are you more happy, the happier you are, you're in a good time in your life, you feel high vibration, you are able to be more connected. The times that you're in grief, sadness, or a lot of stress, it's more difficult to be connected. Now, that being said, in the moments that not every particular day, you can be absolutely exuberant and happy, but the more that you can be content with life, the more that you can find the happiness in things, the connected, more connected you'll be. So what I would say is look at your life at the moment. Is your life really challenging right now? Are you going through a really difficult time? Maybe you're in a going through a difficult divorce or you're looking for a job or you're looking for a different location to move if or maybe all those things right maybe it's a health concern then it's really hard to stay connected or to feel connected when i know from experience when i'm happy when i'm content i'm more in flow i'm more connected now there's always going to be stress there's always going to be things in your life but if you're going through something that's pretty heavy, it's going to be harder and harder to stay connected. That doesn't mean that you can't stay connected. And it doesn't mean that anything has left you or your spirit is gone or your guides aren't speaking to you or you'll never be in flow again. It just means you're going through a human experience and life is really hard. Always remember that you're always spiritual. You're always connected. It just may look different or feel different. And Another note to this is you don't need to live a perfect life to be spiritual. I think a lot of people feel that they have to live this perfect, perfect life to be in flow, to feel connected, to hear from their guides. And that is not true. We're all spiritual beings and we're not going to be perfect. And you don't have to live any type of, I don't even know what perfect means, life to be connected and feel spiritual. 
Okay. Second question. How come I can be in tune for others, but not my own? So this is what I would say. And I always love to use Medium Fleur's explanation on this. I loved when I did some mentoring with her and how she explained this. Intuition is for ourselves. Intuition is the self. And psychic is when you're picking up information for others. So it sounds from this question that the person that's asking that they can pick up different things about other people or other people's lives, which would be more psychic impressions, and they have a really hard time picking up information for themselves. Well, so this is pretty common. Um, It's so much easier to look outward than inward. And that's basically just the way it goes. Um, But you can train yourself to do that. So if you're one of those people that you can give out really great information, be really spot on, validate things for other people, but really have trouble with your own decisions, things you need to do, things you don't need to do, then you're looking really outward and you're not looking inward. So one of the exercises that I would suggest, and I did suggest this on the Instagram live, is you're in a groove or your mind feels that the impressions are outside of you, right? So you're kind of have this idea that, you know, this can happen to my child, or I feel this about this person. And it's easy to go there just because it happens to be easier for you. Turn that around and actually look at yourself and say, okay, if I was intuition and I lived outside of myself, what would I be feeling? I know it's easier said than done, but it's almost like instead of trying to look at yourself and constantly say, I don't know what I need. I don't know what I need. That's because the ego gets in the way. But see if you can kind of label intuition for yourself outside of yourself, just like you do for other people. So for example, it's creating two different skill sets. One is inside and one is outside. And once you start building that foundation for self, you'll start understanding your own energy body and your own decision-making and how intuition speaks for you. And just remember that intuition speaks for each person very differently, just like we're different psychic mediums. Remember that, you know, fear and anxiety and things like that, that is not intuition. Okay. And when you start to decipher which is which, it gets a little bit more Um, it'll get a little easier. So I hope that's kind of really hard. It's a lot of work. It takes a lot of practice and don't give up. (laughs) Okay. Third question. I used to feel my loved ones around me when they first passed and now not so much. So this is common. When someone first passes, we can feel the presence of them. We may even feel them near us or, you know, just think of them more often. Some people actually can like feel that maybe they were laying next to them in a bed or driving with them in the car. They may smell their cologne or perfume. And then time goes by and it could be five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 or more years. And they, a lot of people will say to me, you know, my dad used to be around and now he's not around. That's not true. Your dad is around. What happened was when he first passed, he was creating a relationship with you and he was trying so hard, think about it, they're communicating with you in a new way and they created a new vibration and you started to sense that vibration in the way that you did. Now, 15, 20 years later, you're used to that vibration. So he's still around you and you may not just notice it as much. So what I would say is continue to keep speaking to him. 
out loud or in your mind. And what are the things or anybody who's passed? The other thing is have them go with you with activities, do things with you. Like say to them, hey, dad, I'm going to be taking a long road trip and I would love for you to join me in the car. Or, hey, dad, I'm going to your favorite restaurant tonight and I would love for you to be with me. Invite them along with you. I think we forget that we're waiting for them to communicate with us when we can also communicate with them. Okay, next question. Okay, this is an interesting one. (laughs) Do you need to have your chakras open to receive a reading? No, you don't need to have your chakras open to receive a reading, nor does the medium have to open all their chakras to give you a reading. Now, if you're speaking about being open to receive a message and open to receive a reading and information, yes, absolutely. You want to be open-hearted and you want to have your mind open. But not everybody knows if their chakras are open or closed, and it really has nothing to do with mediumship or a reading, okay? So don't worry about if your chakras are closed or if your chakras are open. Really, that's different, right? Chakras being open and closed are energy centers. And yeah, of course, we want our chakras open and flowing and balanced, but that would be more of an energy treatment and receive a Reiki a Reiki treatment or an energy treatment. So you don't need to have your chakras completely open to receive a good reading. And if you're a developing medium or psychic, you don't have to have your chakras completely open to give a reading. They're very similar, but not similar, if that makes any sense. Okay, this is, this is a good one. Okay, here we go. Are Ouija boards evil? Oh my gosh. Okay, so this is a little a little story here. When I was younger, my mom and dad had a Ouija board and my sister and I would play with it all the time. All the time. We'd, we'd sneak it out and we'd play with it. And I loved playing with it. I, I just loved it. And of course, I can remember stories where the thing was flying around and doing things. And, and I still believe it did. Then as I went through my development... And, and I started with psychic development first, there was a lot of, a lot of talk that Ouija boards bring in evil and bring in bad. So I was like, no way, not touching them. They're bad. They're bad. They're bad. Not going to do it. Now, many years later, I have changed my tune on them. I haven't used one and I don't know if I would. It's not something that I really feel like I need to but I've learned that it all is about intention. So I don't think Ouija boards in themselves are bad or evil. I don't think that they're going to bring in evil spirits. It's all about the intention. If your intention is to bring in evil spirits or dark energies, you'll probably do that because that's what you believe. And if you're working a Ouija board and your intention is to bring in the highest good and light and angelic beings and past loved ones, then that's the intention. So it comes down to intention. And this is sort of for everything. Pendulums, Ouija boards, runes, oracle cards, tarot cards, angel cards. It's all about intention. If you believe something is evil, it's going to be evil. If you believe in good and light, it's going to be good and light. So really it's all about the intention. Okay, that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Okay. Let's see. Next question. How do I stay? Oh no, I'm sorry. How do I get, or how do we get to reground ourselves? Or I guess the question is, how do I ground myself or reground myself? So grounding 
If you want to be grounded or you feel ungrounded, you want to get into your physical body. So grounding is physical. Grounding is closest to the earth. So when we talk about a grounding cord, it's the base of the spine. It's closest to the earth. You might do a grounding cord meditation. That's a good thing to do. But really, you don't have to. I would say to reground yourself or be grounded is do physical things. Walk, run, dance, move your body, cook, do things in the human body, everyday things, things that you have to do in your life. So to be grounded, you want to be active and you want to be back in your body. There's also foods that you can ground with, and that would be like root vegetables, things that come from the ground, such as carrots and beets, um, things like that. And, you know, other foods are ungrounding, right? So other foods like, let's say chocolate are not as much grounding. Although some people think chocolate is grounding. So I would just say root vegetables are really grounding. So hopefully that's helpful, but be in your body, do things in your body, do chores around the house, vacuum, clean your house, like activity. Next question. What is the difference to see spirit objectively or subjectively? So this would be for developing psychic mediums. So clairvoyantly is clear seeing. And there's two ways to do that, objectively and subjectively. Now, subjectively is what majority of psychic mediums see. And that's what the way I see, which is in my mind's eye. I see images like a movie and I see it in color and it could be moving or it could be a still picture of a person. And it's like a scene. It's like a dream and it's like a scene and it's in color. It's in my mind. Some psychic mediums see objectively, they see outside their mind. They may actually see apparitions or a full person that really truly looks like a regular person. They may see people that are like a hologram and they can see through them, or they might see sparks of light. Personally, I don't. I I shouldn't say that. One time, one time, maybe two times, but one time I can really remember, I saw this silhouette of an old lady in my bedroom and I could see through her body and it was like a hologram and it was like a grayish white and for a split second. And when I say split second, it was even shorter than that. But other than that, I see everything in my mind's eye. Okay. And then the last question is, okay, how do I know my spirit guide? I get this question a lot. And so this is what I want to do. Don't worry about it. (laughs) I know you want to hear this big fancy answer. How do I know my spirit guide? So I think we get really caught up in who's my spirit guide? What's their name? And I get it because there's so much talk about spirit guide. What I would just say is just believe you have a spirit guide. And more than that, you have a spirit team. You have people around you. You have this beautiful support around you. And it's just a knowingness that they're there. Now, if you truly want to connect with them and you feel like you really, really want to know who they are and you want to know what type of spirit guide they are or what name they have, truly it's through meditation or automatic writing. So go into a meditation, find a spirit guide meditation. Usually they'll walk you to a sacred place. You'll turn around the corner and you'll see who you see. Now, this is the thing, whoever you see, go with it. Don't question it. Be open to your intuition and let that spirit guide come to you. I've had different spirit guides come to me different times. And just recently, very recently, I did a spirit guide meditation. It was a guided meditation. 
I was back in my sacred place. And as I turned the corner, I was very surprised. I saw a spirit guide, a woman that I'd never seen before in my sacred garden, in my mind. And she was tall. She had long, dark hair, straight, dark hair. I can remember, I can see her in my mind right now. She had a black straight dress with a white collar. Her skin was very, very white. She actually scared me for a moment. For a moment, she seemed a little spooky. I'll be absolutely honest. Um, Sort of like a Morticia kind of feeling or her daughter. I don't know the name. But then um, she had some tattoos on her and she was standing really still and her eyes were really dark and open. But then I felt that she was comforting at this time. And then I asked her, how will I know that you're around me? And immediately I saw a white owl on her shoulder. I then did ask her name and the name that I got, which is kind of a strange name, Matilda. So I'm going with it. So it's my new spirit guide, Matilda, with the owl on her shoulder. And I have to tell you, I have not heard the name Matilda, but I have seen a white owl every single day now not in person, but in images and it keeps coming and it keeps popping up. So I'm still learning that my connection with Matilda and the white owl. So that's it for now, everybody. I loved your questions. Keep them coming. I'll do this more often. Reach out to me on Instagram and make sure you're following me. I'm going to be jumping on and doing a lot more lives and a lot more readings and Q and A's. And until next time, namaste. Namaste.